Welcome to the Aurora Cornerstone Podcast. Thank you for tuning in. We hope today's message is an encouragement to you. What we're going to be doing, we had actually planned about a year ago what we were hoping to do this year, 2020, and that was both for Mother's Day and for Father's Day, that we would have a panel of some moms that we would original plan was to have them come and to be at the front of our sanctuary. We would sit, we would interview. Uh, So this is a little bit different, but it might work best for you because you're going to be able to maybe see them better. You can make them as large as you want. I know some of you have 65 inch screens, Pastor Isaac. And so you can make these mums as big as as big as you want. Or you can make them as tiny. It's up to you. So um, it actually works to our advantage today. Uh, so th- we're looking forward to it. And uh, Lori's going to do the moderating. So I'm just, uh, I told her, I'm just going to sit beside her and look pretty. So she's going to do the moderating. And I look forward to those. So she's going to introduce the mothers and go from there. Well, we have a wonderful panel of three ladies. Now, this, is, this was a difficult choice. Um, but we wanted a cross-section of ladies uh, that um, anybody could identify with. So we've, we've got some uniquenesses of our ladies and uh, hopefully that you can identify. And I'm sure uh, if when you're muted that you can um, answer these questions that I'm going to answer these ladies in, in your own living room as, as to how think, think through how you would, if you were on our panel, how you would answer these questions. So right now I'm going to introduce our ladies. Um, and this is not in any specific order. It was just the way the the, um, the bios were sent to me, and uh, they're they're pretty they're pretty cool. So maybe when Lori introduces the first one, would uh, the first lady just say hi so everybody could know who that is, and just maybe say something so you kind of pop up in the screen. Otherwise, not everybody's going to know who's who. There you go. First of all, we have Pastor Trisha. Say hi, Pastor Trisha. Hi, Pastor Trisha. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Pastor Tricia, um, she's our creative ministries pastor, and she's also a marketing consultant. And um, she just um, lives, eats, and sleeps creativity. We, we just love her to pieces. She's married to Rob. At the end of this month, they'll be um, 19 years married. She doesn't look old enough to be married for 19 years. Um, she has two teenage boys, Isaiah, just finishing grade 12 and is in that kind of that catch 22 for his graduation. And we've got Noah. Now, is Noah going into grade nine or he's just finishing grade nine? He's finishing grade nine. Okay. So he's going into grade 10. Uh, Trisha and Rob, well, Trisha wanted a large family and, uh, (laughs) uh, Rob, I gave uh, um, practical advice that four in a family, there are many things. There's four people to uh, fit comfortably in a vehicle, four people on a video game control. And when you're flying, four people can sit nicely in a seat, whereas if you've got more than that, somebody has to sit by themselves. Uh, and so two children they have, but you know what? I you have two children until the daughters in love come along. (laughs) Our next um, panel is, uh, on the panel is Kate Edos. Say hi, Kate. Hi. (laughs) And you are, I want to get this right, you are an obstetric nurse? Yes. Okay. So she brings, she's a, um, a vital part of bringing life into this world. And, uh, she contributed to four beautiful children of her own. Her and Jeff have been married 23 years and they have four beautiful children. They've got Maxine, 22. She's just heading off this fall for her master's degree. Yay, Maxine. <laughs> Stacy, uh, she's going to be heading off this fall for her third year of university. And uh, we have Janice uh, going into grade nine. And then we have Israel going into grade four your babies are all growing up i know <laughs> <laughs> and uh, uh kate loves walking through life with jeff and her four children and we're very thankful for her 
And an, another thing, if you don't know, Kate is a prayer warrior. We appreciate her so much in our prayer meetings. Third, but not least, is our church administrator, which is Juliana. Say hi, Juliana. <laughs> a little louder, my dear. Hi. We don't have you. Can you hear me now? Oh, there she is. <laughs> yes, she is our church administrator, and we love her to pieces. Um, Juliana was married in 1996, and then um, in 2013 was... Um, was divorced. And so Juliana has been a single mom for 10 years. Does it seem that long, Juliana? No. <laughs> <laughs> but she's had the priv. What's that? It's my fast. She has the privilege of beautiful mm. kids. Uh, Nathan, 19, and he's going into his third year of university. Autumn. She is 16 and she is, um, she takes Juliana all over the countryside with her dance and um, Brennan, 13, and he's going into grade, he's going into grade nine, isn't he? Yes. yes. And he is a master musician. Nathan plays the drums and Brennan, he loves to uh, conquer new instruments. So we look forward to seeing his debut maybe on our worship team in the future. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you ladies for um, saying yes to being a part of our panel today. And uh, we're going to get right into those questions. And again, moms in your home, you're not exempt. You have the, you can answer these questions um, along with us. Okay. First of all, um, maybe we'll start, we'll start with, uh, Pastor Tricia and what would, what, so ladies listen, cause I'm going to ask you, but, uh, Pastor Tricia, what do your boys say is your favorite thing to do? So, yeah, I think they would say two, two things, eat and dance. Eat and dance. Yeah, eat and dance. <laughs> Uh, I, I have seen those moves on my front step, so yes. <laughs> okay, um, Juliana, what would your what would your kids say is um, your favorite thing to do? To go to the beach and to cook. Okay, interesting. And Kate, um, I, I when I asked my kids, they said my favorite thing to do is uh, singing dancing and family activities and uh you know teaching them how to cook nigerian food <laughs> now all of you were your kids correct like i know you you've talked to them is that your favorite thing to do yeah, yeah those are some of my favorite things to do. <laughs> yes yeah okay, yes. <laughs> okay. Okay, ladies, um, and just and just um, as you go as we go through this question, just um, we'll we'll start maybe with Kate, and then uh, the other two you can you can chime in. But my question is, what is the hardest thing about being a mom? Well, um, there are a couple of things that that I had about being a mom. So, but the the, the ones that came to mind is the is the fact that you have to cater to different personalities. Um, for, for example, like I have four kids and they all, they all have different personality oh. and you know, I have to cater to a personality when I'm dealing with Stacey, I have to change and then cater to her personality. And, um, I find that, you know, doing that sometimes is difficult and also, um, not comparing them because, um, you know, I think most women would like to compare a lot. So, but earlier on in my parenthood, I find that you can you can compare kids. It's it's not good. So not doing that is a little bit challenging. So uh, because they all have different strengths, they all have different uh, ambitions and 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 you know paths to follow in life. So just treating each child as an individual um, can be challenging sometimes. Yeah. Okay. I will go to Juliana. Okay. What is the hardest thing? What is the hardest thing about being a mom? 
right now being a single mom, the hardest thing is there is no downtime. <laughs> I'm on 24 seven and when I would like a break, there's no one I could pass the baton to, right? To, to break it up for me. Um, another challenging is my youngest um, has some challenges with school. So learning new strategies and how to work with him and to create a, a good um, loving environment for him that he will be able to excel in. Hmm. Yes, Pastor Tricia. Oh, I think you're muted. Now that I am um, in the last leg of sort of handing the baton off to them, um, I think the stepping back as a parent and stepping in as more of a coach is hard at this point. Um, I've said sometimes it feels like the slowest breakup ever. <laughs> and breakups are never fun, you know? Um, you know they love you, but they're not gonna be your children forever. So I think that's the hardest thing for me right now. Um, and it's like you see it's coming and it's long and it's slow. <laughs> but so the, I, for this part, and I think especially as boys, right? Because they are gonna go and have their own families. That's, that's hard for me right now. <laughs> <laughs> okay, ladies, here's the next question. Oh my goodness, I don't have my box of tissues. You're gonna, you girls are gonna make me cry. <laughs> what is something that having a child has taught you? And, and I'm sure with each child, they have taught you different things. So we'll start with Pastor Tricia on this one. Yeah, I think for one, generally for both of them, I think it's, I've gotten a small glimpse into how God loves us. I mean, I'm nowhere close to really comprehending that. But just the massive love I have for them in spite of the times they don't listen or they don't do what they're supposed to do um, or when I don't really like them, or I still love them. Um, and just the times we've had to discipline, even though it pains us, I think that gives us a bit, gives me a bit of an insight into how God loves us and how he sees us as children. Okay. And Kate? Um, lesson I've learned as you know from from my children they've taught me to be patient um when you have kids you know you learn to bite your tongue sometimes and you learn to be patient and you learn to give them the space to you know involve and 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 you know do things they've also taught me to be a better communicator so you mm -hmm. have to you have to really communicate with them to to know what they are going through to know um how to help them you have to be a good listener and also they've uh, helped me in um, organizing, in um, management of time, because as a mom, we can, we have 10, 100 things to do in a day, in fully 24 hours in a day, and within that 24 hours, we have to sleep. And um, mm -hmm. so time management, they've helped me with time management, and they've helped me to be a better cook. They are my, uh, I think they are my number one critics when it comes to uh, food and how my food tastes. So. Uh, a lot of feedback. Oh, mom, this was really good. And, you know, this is a little bit, you know, too much salt or too much uh, pepper or whatever. And uh, so I think I've become a better cook from, you know, uh, from when I asked, when I had uh, Maxine to now. So my cooking has improved a lot. So, um, yeah, to be a better planner, um, a better crafter, you know, in many ways, if that may be a better person. Okay, Juliana? For me, it was, I learned that I was tougher and stronger than I thought I was. <laughs> Having the three kids and then doing the midnight shifts of, you know, feeding them. I'm like, I didn't think I could do that. I mean, I deal with depression as well as sleep. Um, that was the word looking for. I'm Deprivation? Yes. So, but I deal with great chronic fatigue. So I was like, I didn't think I could do this. And I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> and it wasn't like, God, it helped me God helped me through all this, that I was able to overcome things that I couldn't do on my own. And sometimes we, I kept forgetting that I'm doing, I'm not doing this by myself, that God was with me through all that. So that's one thing that God's been teaching me when I, by teaching my kids and able to, that I can do things through him. So. Cool. Okay. We're going to start with Juliana for this next question. And Juliana, what would your kids say? What would, what would your kids say? Oh, mom always says that. <laughs> uh, 
it's take out the trash, um, do your chores, um, walk our dog, Joey. <laughs> and I, I, I was saying um, before COVID, it was autumn when I come home to just dances. Autumn, are you ready? Let's go. And that was the thing. And now it's like, okay, time for dinner. <laughs> so it's changed now. <laughs> so that's a good thing. <laughs> okay, Pastor Trisha. Yeah, I, I was saying the same thing because sometimes we say things a lot as parents, but that's not what the kids hear. So I said to them, I was like, hey, what do I always say? And they were like, uh, I always call them to reach stuff down for me <laughs> and ask them to get stuff. But I think the one thing that I say a lot, but they don't hear, so I have to find another way of saying it, is that um, I want them to be leaders and not followers, you know, and what we've been teaching them during this time because they're both athletes is that leaders don't always have to score the most points or have the most victories but they're full of integrity character honest um, and that they can inspire others so that's my if that's the one thing i think my children take away is that leaders not followers um yeah that's it <laughs> <laughs> and kate so this question when i ask my kids what do i always say um, they are forced, all of them, apart from Israel, all of them said, in your language or in English? I said in English. <laughs> because interpreting my language is a little, probably will be a little bit challenging. Anyway, so I said in English. And uh, these were some of the things they told me that I, I always say. They said, communication is key. And I agree with that. I always say that. Um, they said, uh, watch out for dangerous driver. I have two kids to drive, so I'm always saying, watch out for dangerous drivers, watch out for this and watch out for that. And they said, pray about everything. And that's true, because uh, prayer to me uh, is very important. You connect with God and a lot of things get you know, done uh, through prayer, that you, you, God will just do it for you. You, don't, you just pray and God takes care of it. It's like going to your daddy and say, daddy, this is what I want. This is the difficulty I'm going through and daddy will come and daddy will take care of it instead of you trying to do it. So prayer to me is very important. So they said, mommy, you see, you always say, pray about everything. I going through this, go pray, go, do, go pray, go pray. So, and that's true. So I say that. And also they said, um, I, they said, I always say friends come and go, but family stays forever. Blood is thicker than water. Uh, invest in yourself. So, and I agree. Those are few things uh, they told me that I say. The ones I say in my, in my language, I'm sorry, I, I'm not saying those because I need, after that, I need to interpret it and I don't want to interpret it. Now, when you say it in your language, do your kids understand what you're saying? Yes, they do. Because I say it so much and, and they've asked me the meaning at the beginning and I told them and now I say it so much and they, they can actually say some of them. Uh, yeah, so they do understand. So Kate, I was just wondering, you'd made mention that you say communication. Um, mm -hmm. So what are you meaning when you tell them communicate, communication? What are you trying to say? So I'm trying to tell them to listen to each other uh, because most of the time when there is conflict, it's just misunderstanding. Um, sometimes what you say, if the person didn't hear the way you said it, the person probably heard something very different. And sometimes you keeping quiet, you thinking that the person can read your emotions, they can, they can read whatever they want to read, but that might not be you know, what you intended. So if you communicate it, then your intention is clear. And also um, to listen to each other. You know, sometimes you know, we, people will like to talk, especially women, and I have three girls. So everybody's talking and nobody's really listening. So if we just take time to listen to each other, and not just listening, assuring that person, letting that person know that I heard what he said. And sometimes that might mean saying it back. So if I say, I am really upset because of this. So it might just take that person telling me, I know you are upset because of this. So to me, that person actually heard me because that person is able to repeat it back. So that can, that can go a long way in resolving the issue. Um, so for me, communication is very important when you live with a lot of people. <laughs> So, and it's working and it works. Yeah. It works beautifully. Yeah. Excellent. Good. Good. Okay, ladies, I'm going to start with Pastor Tricia. Here's your question. What is the best advice on motherhood you ever received? 
Well, um, I, if, mo if you know me, I'm, I'm like literally a sponge for advice. Other than the obvious, pray for your kids. Um, I got a less obvious one, which was start a fund for your children's counseling. <laughs> I thought that one was funny, but um, there was one that I actually got from a book that I read and the book is called Feeding the Mouth That Bites You. And it just talks about how to successfully launch your kids into adulthood and that you need, they, it was very much in terms of land ownership. Like they were like, you need a planned emancipation strategy. And so there's so much gold in this book. Parents, I would absolutely recommend. I heard it when I was listening um, on a Focus on the Family podcast, and the book has been so good for me. Um, it talks about the need for parents to withdraw their troops <laughs> as they transfer authority of the sovereign state of the child, right? So like Isaiah, I'm, I'm transferring full authority over to Isaiah for the sovereign state of Isaiah. So I need to start withdrawing my troops. Um, and I think like so much of our lives, motherhood and parenting definitely needs to be intentional. Uh, we're raising the next generation of leaders and of community activists and all of that. And I think we'll be doing a disservice to God and them if we weren't intentional with parenting. So I think just be intentional every stage, you know, whether it's the diaper stage or the, elementary school stage like it just requires full intentionality and how's it going like uh, like you've, you've read it now it's one thing it, it can go in but is it coming out in action yeah you know i i think um i would say that i am doing great at it i think you know just from my own parenting i think um my parents probably didn't do the planned emancipation strategy, right? Um, and so for me, it was really intentional that I did this. In the book, they start really young, like they started like 13, like giving different levels of freedom. So I have sort of moderated it a bit or modified it a bit for what I think my children, the ages that I think they're able to have these um, freedoms, you know, whatever, if that's what you'd like to say. But I think it's going great. Like we fail sometimes. And then I'm like, oh, no, the book didn't say that. But I think there's grace for that, right? In that, you know, I take what the book says, and then I trust God that he is going to bring back to my memory, what I read, what it in the time that it's important. So okay, well, is is Rob on the same page with you with this? Did, yeah, did, did, yeah, I should well, ask, did, did Rob read the book? No, he didn't. I tell him what the book says. Um, but I think, I think, yeah, it's, it's hard. It's, it's hard, right? And I always say to Isaiah, I'm like, you're the first 17-year-old that I'm parented. So I need you to have a little grace for me. Like, that's it. It's like, you're the first. So we're going to have grace for each other. Um, and so, yeah, so we fail, but we sort of, you know, okay, let's go back. What could we have done differently? And so, yeah. That's <laughs> I, and I, I don't know if I'm going to reiterate or restate the question, but, but do you and Rob agree on your parenting? Oh, oh. <laughs> yes, your silent yeah. partner today. Yeah, no, definitely. I think that there is a, um, a, an agreement. Like sometimes, you know, Rob would be like, I think this is how we should handle this. And then we will talk about it and we're like, okay, that's how we handle it. You know, if there are sort of disagreements, my, my thing is that Robert is the head of the home. So if I don't agree with the decision that he is making, I still go along with it because at the end of the day, that's his role. But I think for the most part, he hears me out and we will either come to like a, um, compromise or we go with his way. Very good. So I just want to jump in there. Uh, <laughs> Juliana, um, as a single mom, so Trish, Pastor Trish was just making comment that she's able to, there's strength obviously, and that's how God designed a husband and wife, but now you're a single mom. And so what, how have you been able to navigate in the last 10 years being both single mom, but you're also the spiritual head of your family. So how do you navigate that? I consider call, I'm being married to Jesus. <laughs> so he's my helpmate. I mean, if I, if I may not have a spouse, but I have God. So God is the one who, if I have any challenges or difficulty, he's the first one I go to, obviously. So to help me to navigate 
to cry even, <laughs> um, mm -hmm. to seek wisdom and just to help sort it out. And then there's also friends too. So things that may be more tangible that I can do things. Nice. Very good. Okay. So Juliana, while we're with you, so what is the, the best piece of advice that you were given in motherhood? And that might've changed from when you first started as a mom, but now as a single mom, what is the best advice you have been given? It's okay to make a mistake. <laughs> we're not perfect. Um, and there's love and there's grace and there's forgiving. So that's a transition that I was learning that yeah, I, I can make mistakes. I'm not perfect. Um, and God's given me the ability. So that's what it's okay to be imperfect, but to be loved by him. Okay. Okay. Kate. So it's kind of similar to Julian's advice. Um, a friend told me because I'm, I like clean house. So yeah. when the house is clean, I'm very happy. Um, so, um, and when the house is not clean, mommy's not too happy. So I was uh, talking about this, uh, discussing it with a friend who uh, was like me, but now she's not. <laughs> and she said to me, um, you know what? Uh, clean out, you don't have to have a clean house all the time. You don't have to be perfect. You don't have to be perfect in everything to be a good mom. You just have to be yourself and you just have to love them. You just have to uh, uh, show them that you love them and let them know that you care. So I think um, after that, uh, my house is still clean, but it's not as clean as I would like it. <laughs> so, um, so those things I don't I don't get worked up over over those things anymore, and that have made uh, a lot of difference, uh, reduced the tension, and you know, I think that was one of the best advice. Everything doesn't have to be perfect. Yes. And how is, how is your parenting skills with Jeff? Like, do you guys agree on things? Do you use each other as a sounding board or like, how is, how is your um, relationship with your kids as parents? So I, I always say, even I think yesterday or two days ago, I was having a discussion with my, with my daughters and I said to them, you have to marry somebody that love God. You have to marry somebody that have the same value like you do. Um, so if you have the same value, although there are times where the parenting style might be different, but ultimately it comes back to God, right? So um, we, we agree on most of our parenting styles and at the end of, at the, ending of the day, uh, if there is something I don't agree on, for example, uh, um, like the other day, uh, my daughter Janice was involved in track and field. Uh, they came first in track and field, uh, in relay, in relay, and uh, because of very tiny minor mistake, uh, that really was they they were um, they 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 didn't count it. So uh, they said, "Oh, we we didn't count your your first. You've been disqualified because of this relay." And Janice was really upset, and she's like, "I want to go home. I don't want to." participate in order of I'm like okay for sure let's go home you know that's what mom I think mom does you see your child cry you just want to scoop them up and hug them and you know take them home and safety and I say sure let's go home you know the school can finish without you and Jeff is like nope she's staying and she's finishing and he's the head of the house so I have to <laughs> I believe that a lot um I think you know nowadays people people say oh um you know ladies have to be like like men and what a man can do uh, a woman can do it yes that is true but at the same time god has put in the head in your house so you have to follow the head you know you have to you have to respect that uh, that role and you have to take your role as a as a, as a supporter so when he said that even ev even though every bone in my body said just take this child put her in the car and drive home but I had to say, I had to, you know, agree with him and say, Janice, you know, um, daddy said you have to stay. And I agree with daddy, you have to stay, you have to finish what you started. You can't just, you know, leave your team behind and, you know, hang them up to dry. So put yourself together and, you know, finish, finish what you're supposed to do. So she went and then she did eye jump. But guess what? Uh, she did very well in the eye jump and she came first, the school came first and nobody remembered the relay. So that was a, that was a good lesson for me. So our parenting styles are very is very similar because we want the same goals, we have the same value, 
we want them to trust God, we want them to serve God, we want them to, you know, uh, um, be raised in a godly fashion. Uh, any disagreement, Jeff will win. So and that's fine by me. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, I was going to ask you how that day turned out, and it turned out pretty good. Oh, that's really good. Yeah, so it was good. <laughs> okay, Kate, we're going to start with you on this next question. And, and you alluded to it when you <laughs> talked about what makes mom happy. So what would your kids say that makes mom happy? And for yourself, is it just a clean house, or is there other things? And late, other late, ladies, you can think of this as well. So clean house. <laughs> makes me happy seeing my children serve God that I think that's the number one thing that makes me happy when I see my children following God doing the things of God and not just going to church but actually you know serving God having a personal relationship with God that makes me happy I think that's the number one thing and uh, family nights I enjoy family nights we play games and we have some pizza we watch movies you know I enjoy that time together. And they also, they also say quiet time. There are sometimes mommy needs quiet time. So I do enjoy my quiet time. Um, and that's the time I just take to reflect on myself and relax and, you know, do things that will make me, you know, come and be a better mom. Um, and also um, when we cook together, um, I don't enjoy cooking all the time per se, but uh, when we cook together as a family, when the girls help me and, and when the guys take over the kitchen like they did this morning, um, mm -hmm. that makes me happy. Um, also dancing. I think most people that know Africans very well, Africans, we love to dance. We love to sing. So dancing and singing make me happy. And they told me this. I wasn't going to say it, but I think I should. They said, going to fabric land make me happy. <laughs> <laughs> so i love fabrics you know when you take kids to a candy store they just you know they, they have, their eyes light up that's me and my fabric land so when i go to fabric land i'm so happy i see all the fabric you can just leave me there for three hours and come back and pick me up i'm fine so fabric land makes me happy so a question for that so you make your beautiful outfits you make those Yes, I do make some of the African outfit that I that I put on. Um, I am uh, not trained uh, in any school, any you know, in any uh, you know, uh, fashion design school or anything like that. I just watch some YouTube videos and I teach myself and I make something for myself. I do enjoy it; it's relaxing for me. So yeah. Oh, they're beautiful. They're beautiful. Okay, uh, Pastor Trisha. What would your what would your kids what would your boys say makes you happy? I think uh, if you were to ask them, they would say um, dancing and food, food while <laughs> dancing, or <laughs> dancing while eating, any of those combinations. Um, but I think similar to Kate, you know, I think what really makes me happy is when I see that they are doing things to serve God without my prompting right like okay like when or when they come down and they tell me something that they read in devotions and it's like their eyes are like so lit up like i read this did you know this those are the moments that i'm most happy because it's sort of like you know you can do all of this this is what you're supposed to do this is how you do it but until they capture it for themselves mm -hmm. it really is just you telling them so okay very good and uh Juliana. My kids would probably tell them that um, makes me happy is a clean house, just like Kate. Um, when the yes. kids obey, I did ask the kids and they said, makes, them makes me happy when they obey me, which is awesome. <laughs> um, but also when they're serving God and serving the church as well, not just serving themselves, but serving others. So that makes me happy. And another thing the kids sent, mentioned is chocolate. That makes me happy. <laughs> Very good. Okay. Um, we will start with Pastor Tricia. So the, so you can all think these through. And, and I think you've, I gave you the questions ahead of time. So I'm sure you've already, they're already kind of rolling over in your mind. What advice would you give your younger self? And you can, you can either pick each age or you can pick, because um, I said either 
in your 20s or your 30s or your 40s. But what would you tell your younger self? So if you knew uh, then what you know now, what advice would you give yourself? If that makes sense. Kids are expensive. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's the number one advice I'd give my younger self. But I think, you know, um, the one thing that I heard you know, because we had kids really pretty young, like we were mid twenties. Um, and so the, the advice that I heard is that, oh, it gets easier, you know, it gets easier as they age. And I think that I would say to my younger self, it doesn't get easier, it changes. Um, but I think that every stage requires something different. And, you know, when your kids are young, you're not sleeping through the night because they're, you know, they're either sick or something's wrong. But when they start driving, you're not sleeping through the night because they're not home yet, right? So I think, I think it's just that um, it doesn't get easier. It gets different and it changes. And that just requires you to change along with it. <laughs> Juliana. Um, for me, it would be to take some me time. Always make, make that a priority because if you don't, then you're going to deplete yourself and then you're not good to anybody else. So that's one thing, because as always, as moms, we're on and we keep going, we keep going, we forget about yourself sometimes. And if we don't fill our cup, there's nothing to pour out to them as well. So that's the advice that I would give myself. And also, you're not alone. Um, it's like I mentioned earlier, it's, it's okay to make a mistake and that you always remember that God is with you and that he, you can do this through him. So that's my advice. Okay. And Kate? So I broke mine down in twenties, in my twenties, thirties, and forties. Nobody, uh-huh. I'm not telling my age, but however, uh, in my twenties, uh, I will give my twenty-year-old this advice: Don't worry too much about the future. Um, it's okay to have uh, to have a plan that seems very big. Don't worry about how you're going to achieve them. Just set a goal, a short-term goal, um, and and trust God. Trust God to to fulfill or to to establish your plans. Because at the ending of the day, you can plan and if God and is not in it, you're not going nowhere. So trust God to establish your plans. And I will give my 30 year old uh, this advice. I will say, you can do everything by yourself. Ask for help. Ask for help when needed. Ask your husband for help. Ask God for help. Ask your friends for help. Ask your kids for help. Whoever you think can help ask for help. And uh, your plans might have changed from when you were in your 20s. Um, don't panic. God got, get, you know, God is on, you know, God hasn't changed, even though your plans have, have changed. Trust God. Trust God to, to perfect what you have started in your life. And pray. Pray and pray and pray without season. And in my 40s, I would tell my 40-year-old self, take time to relax. Invest in yourself take time for you don't feel guilty about you know putting yourself first at some you know at some time and um try to enjoy life you know life is you know precious so try to take uh you know take some time just to enjoy life without you know feeling guilty that you have to be doing something at every time so these are the advice i'll give my younger self very good all right ladies uh, home stretch here. This is our final question. Uh, we will start with, let's start with Kate. So I didn't send this question to you, so I'm going to catch you kind of off guard, but it's, it's, a, it's a simple question. What would you say to young moms or moms just starting out today? What, what would you say to them? Now, I know we've, we've been talking but, uh, about you know, things that you would say to your younger self, but uh, a new mom starting in, in today's day, and I know, Kate, you get firsthand experience with this because you're working with new moms all the time. And if, if, they, if they were to say to you, what advice would you give me today just starting out with, with my new little one? What advice would that be? So um, some advice I always give my patient because sometimes, you know, women first time mom, you have this baby in your hand, it's so cute and precious, you just want to watch them all the time, make sure they are okay, and you forget to sleep, and you forget to take care of yourself. So I always I always tell them, when the baby's, or baby, when the baby's sleeping, make sure you sleep. 
because when the baby wake up, baby need mom. So in another word, make sure you invest in yourself, make sure you take time to rest, make sure you take time to, you know, to energize yourself or to do something that energize you. Uh, also, uh, don't be a perfect mom. Don't, don't do it. Don't say uh, because so-so-and-so is on, is on Facebook all the time, posting all the, all the perfect pictures, all the cute pictures that life is like that 100% of the time. There are times where that mom wake up, the, the makeup is, there's no makeup or the hair is messy. It, you know, life is not, it's, it's, not, it's not a race. It's not a race. It's not a competition. Um, you don't have to be perfect in everything. We don't have to be, you know, the best crafter. You don't have to be the best cook. You don't have to be the, you know, best at everything. You just have to be uh, loving. You just have to love your child, provide for your child, protect your child, and 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 make sure your child knows that you care for him or her. And show that in words, show that in actions, and just be the best that God has made you to be. And if you have a question, you need help ask and it's okay to ask for help you know because i find as a young mom um we want to do everything by ourselves even i remember when i had my first child when i had my daughter my mom was here and she wanted to help me do this i said no i got it i'll do this and i'll do that and she's like you are going to get tired i'm like no but she gave me two weeks and i was crying for help i'm like okay i need to sleep you know ask for help when you need it you know um and it's not a race it's not a competition just do your best and communicate with your child communicate with your partner and you'll be fine good advice pastor trisha um so i would say that um as parents i think we all sort of touched on this a bit that sometimes there could be fear you know that maternal instinct is um is strong in us um and as christians we know we're not supposed to be fearful um but I found that in parenting, it's way easier said than done. You know, you fear your decisions or sort of maybe decisions they would make. Um, but I think the only way around that is to really stay connected to their heavenly father, right? Because he created them, they're just on loan to us. So he knows everything, right? So I would say stay connected. Yesterday, um, just a quick analogy, Rob and the boys, they play Fortnite. Um, and so yesterday Rob was playing by himself and Isaiah was in the kitchen and Isaiah's like, dad, someone's behind you. Did you remember to close the door? So Isaiah's looking in on the game and Rob came out of that room and there were like three guys waiting to attack him. But I immediately thought this is a picture of Jesus, right? I am in this game with my children and he's up there. He sees everything. And so he's telling me where to go, how to turn, when there's something coming. And so I would say parents, like the only way is to really trust God and to be in a position to always hear what he is saying to you. Um, he's got you and you've got your kids. Good advice. Juliana. Um, enjoy every moment. Sometimes we get, life gets busy and we forget little things, but enjoy these moments because they grow up way too fast. And then you're like, oh, where did everything go? Um, another one is don't worry about the house. Take care of your kids, love on them, pour everything you can into them. Be intentional with your love. Don't assume that they know that you love them. Tell them, grab them if you can, you know, hug them if they allow you still. <laughs> Once they get older, they don't want you too much. <laughs> but um, just be totally intentional and, and say it and, and be meaningful. Your actions will show you and show them how much they are loved by you. And that's something that I, as a child, I always craved and I didn't really get it as much, but I wanted my kids to know that. And I, and I pray and hope that they feel the same way, but also to know life is not always perfect. <laughs> They're going to, there's going to be things where, as Kate mentioned, your hair is a mess, you know, you've got some spit up on you. It's okay. <laughs> Enjoy the moment you have with your children because they'll grow, they grow up too fast. Okay. Oh, ladies, thank you so much. Um, I just want to wrap it up with, um, I remember all your advice. I, I've um, kind of been going through my own memories lane. And I remember one day, I was so focused on, on laundry and my kids were little. And I remember Wayne had come home from the office and I was, I had the, the two little ones 
and the laundry was piled up and he said, grab some Dale bread and some vegetables that are really not humidable and let's go and feed the ducks. And inside of me, I was, I was like, don't you see that I've got laundry and I've got dishes and I have to make supper and I have to do this and I have to do that. And, and so grudgingly, I went and got the bread and the, the vegetables and off to the park we went. And you know what? The kids had the best day. And, who, and, and, and even for myself, I thought after, who cares? We have pictures of the kids feeding the ducks and with the bread and the vegetables. And, and that was a happy day for them. And I think for me, if my kids are happy, I'm happy. Mm. And, and that was just very, very precious to me. And so um, I'm going to pass this over to Pastor Wayne. Well, that's, it's been tremendous. Thank you, everybody, for sharing. You know, and I just want to, I want to salute you and honor you, uh, three moms and moms listening today. Uh, you know, Juliana, we work with each other on a daily basis at the office, and, mm. and you inspire me with your children. Uh, and I know the staff, we constantly even say amongst ourselves that, that you have done an exemplary job. Bless you in what you do. We journey with you a bit through the frustrations of being a single mom, the challenges you have, the rest of us don't have. And we, we will never understand it, but we feel it. We feel it with you. And, and I think you had said that you're not alone. You'd said that, you know, lean on other people. You mentioned some of your friends and, and I have seen them being your strength. And so I think that's a real shout out there is, is um, when you're facing single moms, I know there's a lot of you uh, or blended families that, mm. um, your children, you know, say to the dad, the new dad, you're not my dad, you can't tell me, or say to the new mom, you're not my mom, you can't tell me. And we, we, we get those are, the, those are the 21st century frustrations we encounter, but we aren't in this journey alone. And, and all of us to be conscious of those around who we can help out and even just to volunteer. It's one thing to say, well, call me if you need me. Sometimes we just need to do it because oftentimes they won't call. We just need to like, volunteer and step in and say, let me do this for you. Uh, and sometimes just being that sounding board. And, and so bless you, Juliana, you're an inspiration to me. And we just love your kids. Your kids are amazing. Just, uh, wow. And, uh, uh, and, and I just want to say to everybody who doesn't know uh, Juliana, she, um, she lets me know. She says, okay, my kids are going to do this. So I'm going to be away. And she puts her family first and I mean, and bless her for, that commitment um and pastor trish uh, what an inspiration your boys they're the most hilarious guys in the world uh we love them and what uh, you and rob do with them and love and and what's really cool is watching them hanging off of you i mean you're so tiny and they're so big uh you know and they droop over you and you just seem like a little sister to them but but that serves you well and so blessings to you and we honor you for that and your impact on them, uh, we can tell that they respect you deeply and they look to you and uh, that's gonna serve you, we believe probably for the rest of your life. So blessings on that. And Kate, uh, your, your family is such a blessing. Uh, getting to know, I got to know your two oldest uh, the most and uh, you know, who doesn't, who doesn't know Stacy, right? I mean, she's got to be known around the world. Uh, she's everywhere present, omnipresent kind of a gal, but we just, uh, honor you for raising a Maxine. What a, she just steps in and volunteers for everything. And then so lately, it was about a year ago. I said, I got to get to know your two younger ones. Uh, uh, and you know, Janice and Israel and just, uh, watching them develop, watching them grow, watching them, uh, mature. And even Israel, I've just been watching how he has been blossoming. And so blessings to you. You did a great job. And we just, uh, again, honor you as a mother. So, um, and those who are listening and watching here today, uh, we just pray for you today. Uh, just join uh, with me. Heavenly Father, I just thank you for every mom, every grandma, um, every, every woman who's whether it's a school teacher that has been charge, in charge of children, uh, uh, daycare, uh, moms, 
Lord, we just, we just thank you for the interaction of women in our lives today. We ask you to bless every one of them. Lord, we pray that today has spurred them on. Uh, they don't have to be perfect. Um, to take the time for themselves, to take the time for their family, to take their time for God. And Lord, uh, when all is said and done, when we've either tucked them into bed at night or from the front porch, we've waved goodbye as they've either gone on to with their new spouse or gone off to college or university. Lord, I pray um, that we would always, our hearts would always be open to have that relationship with our kids. Lord, <laughs> they're responsible for making us moms. My daughter reminded me of that this morning. And Lord, I just, I just pray that you would bless every mom today. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, thank you everybody for joining us today. Uh, we recognize that there are grandmas and great-grandmas with us. We recognize also there are those who are watching who want to be a mom and you can't have children. Those who maybe are, uh, you know, all your life you've wanted and maybe you haven't been successful. And so uh, we honor you too as women, women of uh, faith, and that God, I believe God puts others in front of your path that you can nurture. Yeah. And I think one of the greatest blessings moms can do is nurture. That's what our Father in heaven, he is our ultimate nurturer, and moms, you are the nurturers. And so we recognize those. We recognize there are moms here, and uh, there are family members who have passed on, and, uh, and you're, there's, a, there's a hole there in your heart. We, we again recognize we honor you. We recognize as well that there's a number of moms here. Your hearts are heavy. As you listen to some of the stories of passing down faith, that your children have wandered from the faith, and your hearts are heavy. And just remain faithful. Remain uh, women of prayer. As you heard these mothers here, just stay at it. Uh, it's not over till it's over. Yeah. And so you keep believing. We, I, I just shared just recently, um, if God doesn't give up on them, don't you give up on them. And so as long as there's breath, you keep believing and keep standing in that place in prayer. But also, you're still of influence. And they may not, it may not look like they appreciate it. But if we are faithful, God opens doors that are impossible to close. So uh, we want to bless you, moms, and I want to bless my wife and her ability uh, to care for me <laughs> and our kids, of course. I want to bless my mom and her faithfulness. And so at that, we're going to say goodbye. Everybody. Thank you for joining us. As Trish said, it hasn't been the same without you, but glad that you were with us today. And we've enjoyed our time together. Thank you, particularly the ladies, uh, Juliana, Kate, Pastor Trish. Thank you for uh, joining us today and sharing with us and taking your time to do that. And the husbands and children who allowed you to tell stories about them, you might pay for it later. But uh, God bless you guys. And everybody... Thanks for listening to the Aurora Cornerstone podcast. Remember to subscribe. For more information about our church and our ministries, visit auroracornerstone.ca.